and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we're going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi there. Just wanted to jump in before this episode begins and just let you know that this episode was recorded prior to the coronavirus pandemic and so if there's anything said in here that sounds a bit weird under the current circumstances that's why so um, just so that you understand that uh, if anything sounds insensitive uh, in the current time it actually wasn't intended at all for that and so that we ask for your um, tolerance in, in that. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hi, and welcome to the show today. So often in today's society, we hear about successful people and we hear so many of them attribute that success to their morning routine, whether it's journaling or a morning exercise routine, some people meditate, A lot of people who are highly motivated and seemingly winning at life seem to get stuff done or have a really specific routine at the beginning of their day. This is not my strength, however, but it's something I'm really curious about and I would love to know more about. So I have got someone on the show today to discuss morning routines and about the idea of starting our days right. So Amy Benossi is with me. She's a motivational speaker as well as a sales leader with a number one consumer products brand. She lives in the US. She is also a best-selling author of The Success Formula with Jack Canfield. Like a lot of people, her journey to where she is now has had a few challenges and bumpy bits along the way, but she's turned that experience into a superpower and now she's using that to help other people. She's got some stories about chronic pain and fatigue And that's kind of led her on this personal discovery of her health and her well-being. And she combines all this with her personal experience. She's got a great knowledge of emotional intelligence and she wraps all of these skills into this fabulous little bundle to help women tap into the power they've got and helps provide them with mind hacks to lead a really positive, creatively and consciously abundant life. So I want to hear all about it. Will you please welcome to the show, Amy Benosi. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. I am so excited to talk to you about this and I just want to dive straight in. I don't want to waste any more time. Can you paint a picture for us, Amy, of what your life used to look like? I want to get a little bit of background. Um, you've, I know from our discussions that you were overworked and stressed out. Can you kind of tell us what what that looked like? Let everyone let it uh, understand where you're coming from and what your background was before you made a change. Sure, absolutely. So I think that's also really important to understand where someone has come from to get to where they are, um, because especially a morning routine in particular has not always been a strong suit of mine. So <laughs> I can understand. Um, so I actually began this entrepreneurial journey about eight years ago. Uh, and I started alongside my marketing job at that time. And I really did it as a way to hopefully get out of what was a very toxic and stressful work environment. I worked in a male-dominated industry, and unfortunately, my coworkers, uh, including my boss or superior, 
we're making it very uncomfortable and difficult to be a successful driven woman there. And that's truly what I wanted. And so I started this, you know, I started my business as a way to hopefully get out of that environment. Uh, I was so just physically, mentally, and emotionally drained. I remember coming home from work and, you know, just crying and, and being so unhappy there, but not wanting to leave because I wanted to maintain a professional career. So I really thought that doing something on my own and, and building a business would be that golden ticket out. Uh, but I also knew that I'd have to work really diligently uh, in order to make that happen. So that's what I did. And you know, I was working my job and growing my side hustle and taking care of my family, all of the things that you know I know so many other women are are doing the same. And somewhere along the way of that, I lost sight of myself and my own needs. Um, I stopped eating well and exercising and getting enough sleep, all things that years prior I I was doing just fine at. Um, Everything was always just work, work, work and taking care of everybody else and everything else. And while that hustle certainly paid off and, you know, I think there are seasons of hustle that we have to have. Um, and I was able to thankfully walk away from that that toxic work environment. I also didn't really learn my lesson, and I kept pouring myself more and more into my work and into everybody else. Uh, I, I've had this sense and this feeling, this belief that if I wasn't producing something, whether it was for work, for family, for somebody that I was lazy. That's what I kept telling myself. You know, you didn't take a nap. You don't stop. You don't rest. And one day I just found myself feeling incredibly fatigued, something I still to this day can't even describe to people. Um, My body was swollen and I just couldn't find answers. I, you know, was going to doctors and just not understanding what was going on. And I remember vividly um, on a spring day, when it was kind of not as warm. And so I was, you know, needing to put a pair of jeans on and I couldn't, I could not pull them on. And it wasn't because I'd gained weight, but it actually was because my knee had become so swollen that I literally couldn't pull my pants on over it. And in that moment, I realized that this hustle and this grind and this lack of self-care was literally hurting my body, you know, in the process of trying to, to help myself in my situation. I think it's so fascinating that, you know, you're in this toxic work environment and the answer or the escape plan for that is to add more work. You know what I mean? And, and like, I understand (laughs) you can, when you look at it in hindsight, you add this side hustle, you add this, you know, start your own business in the evenings and the weekends, I'm guessing, to start building things up. But to get you out of one bad situation, you add more work to that. And eventually you can take that initial toxic work environment away. But that when we're at a low point, you know, the answer seems like adding more work will help get us there. And it's, you know, it did, it worked for you, but it's really tough because I know a lot of people that are struggling with work, the idea of then adding another six hours to their day or working when the kids are in bed or working on the weekends just feels like a giant step backwards. How did you rationalize that at the time or did you have enough foresight 
you know, that this is what I need to do uh, financially to get me out of this toxic work environment and towards the future I want. Did you know that or were you just flying blind? Well, I don't think I could say I knew it because nothing was guaranteed, right? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you're right, it was. It was kind of those nights and, and weekends, you know, the time that I would have had. Um, one thing that I made sure to do was I didn't want to sacrifice any of the time I was with my kids. Um, and so I sacrificed things that weren't really doing much for me anyway, such as, you know, reading junkie magazines or mm-hmm. watching, you know, some bad TV um, was the time when when I started to really work that business. I will say, I mean, thankfully, the company that I partnered with and that I found um, in the direct selling industry really gave me a lot of hope for the future of the company. Um, you know, I had seen what they had done and what was projected for the future. And so I did definitely have a lot of faith um, and excitement for what that would look like. And to be honest, I really only added about an hour a day when Mm -hmm. I first started. And I was realistic about what that hour would produce. I knew I wasn't going to build, you know, a seven-figure business um, on an hour a day. But I also knew that if I could you know, put in an hour a day and really be effective and efficient in that hour that it was going to compound and that it was going to add up. And that's exactly what happened. That's great. And uh, it must have been a pretty uh, joyful moment the day you <laughs> walked into your toxic boss's office and said, oh, See yes. Ya. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we lived for those moments. <laughs> so, yes, it was. So, now we jump back to the point where you can't pull your jeans on, your knees swollen, um, <laughs> and, you know, your life, although you've now got yourself in a position where you're doing a job that you're inspired by and that is joyful and that kind of thing and you're really, you know, happy work-wise, still physically you're depleted and you're exhausted and you've got this mentality about never resting, never slowing down, never having a break. What was the thing that forced you to change the way you were living? I'm guessing at this point you didn't have some amazing routine and you weren't doing anything nurturing for yourself. So what was it that <laughs> that changed that? Can you remember the moment? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, and you're 100% correct. I did not – I was not taking care of myself, which is, I believe, why I ended up in this predicament. So I had, you know, gone to several different traditional medicine doctors, non-traditional Um, I had tried a lot of things and um, eventually I found my way into acupuncture. It was, I will say for anybody listening who might be like me and thinks, oh my gosh, I could never do that. I, you know, that's, I thought that it would be one of the craziest things. (laughs) I was afraid of needles and Mm -hmm. all of these things, but I found so much peace and so much healing, um, through acupuncture. So for anyone, you know, who's thinking about that, I I would definitely encourage you to look into it. So my acupuncturist had been treating me for, gosh, several months at that point. And, you know, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Amy, but did you, were you suffering with like a chronic, like chronic pain at that stage? Or was it more like fatigue? 
It was both. I was having chronic pain and fatigue. Um, and they, you know, had at that point given the diagnosis of it was an autoimmune inflammatory arthritis. Um, right. And so it was, it was, you know, the fatigue, but also the, the body pain for sure. Mm, okay. Um, okay, great. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, I just no, wanted that's okay. to uh, I, I give a bit of context. To put that in there. Absolutely. So I'm, you know, I'm sitting across from him and I had been there, as I said, you know, many times over the, over those several, that several month period. Um, and he just looked at me straight in the eyes and said, I <laughs> forget, he just said, do you ever take a day and do nothing? And I thought he was crazy. He knew, you know, all the things that I was juggling and I mean, I barely took minutes a day to myself, let alone an entire day. Um, you know, I would drop at that time, I would drop one at elementary school, one at preschool. And while the one, you know, was at preschool, I'm working my business and then going back to pick up, you know, I had these like three to four precious hours a day <laughs> to get everything done. And he just looked at me very seriously and he said, Amy, if you don't make some serious lifestyle changes, you aren't going to get better and you are likely only going to get worse. And right then and there, it just hit me. I mean, it gives me goosebumps to this day um, just to think of what a pivotal moment that was and how grateful I am that he called me out on that. <laughs> he, mm. uh, you know... I, he could have just kept treating me, but, you know, I could continue, I could have continued taking different medications and trying alternative therapies. But really right then and there was when I realized that what I needed to do was actually in my own hands combined with other, you know, other treatments. And I knew that I wanted to be vibrant and full of energy. I've always you know, loved exercising um, as much as one can love exercising and, you know, mm -hmm. being just happy and abundant and full of energy. And, and I knew I wanted that back and I wanted to lead a full life with my kids. And, you know, like they say, I guess I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And um, right then and there in his office, I agreed with him and I said, it's going to take work and it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but I needed to stop playing the victim and just really take control over my own mind and body at that point. Wow. That's, that's huge. That is really a bit of like a sliding doors moment, isn't it? Your life could yeah. have definitely gone, you know, a different way. You could have been really closed off to even hearing that and just continued with medicating the issue rather than, you know, looking at its core and trying to change it. So um, I'm guessing your morning routine has had a big, a big part to play in what your life looks now like now. So I would love you to tell us about you know what your life looks like, and then let's talk about how your morning routine feeds into that, and and how we can uh, get some of that goodness in our life too. Yeah, absolutely. Get into the good stuff. So, <laughs> um, you know, my life now, I focus a lot more on self-care. I focus on me. And I've, I tell women all the time when I speak that if we're not taking care of ourselves, we cannot take care of everybody else. Um, you know, my life now is so much more intentional and joyful and way healthier in so many ways. I, I 
truly live in a more positive, energetic state. And I know and I'm comfortable with knowing that I don't have to spend every waking moment doing something. And and it's really here, especially, you know, in the States, I don't know about as much there in Australia, but it is an epidemic. I truly feel that, Mm. you know, this is just, it is so, and and that's why I'm so passionate about getting out and talking about this because, you know, I, I want people to know that it is okay and better for them to actually, you know, take time to rest, relax, rejuvenate. And that's, what I, that's what I've done, you know, inactivity, self-care, rest, those things don't mean that you're lazy. It simply means that you're more in tune, um, you know, with that mind-body connection. And, you know, now I have, you know, better things, the things I want to attract are coming to me because of this, um, because I am more connected to what it is that I'm meant to be doing and it's beautiful. And, you know, as far as that, how that morning routine plays in, you know, as much as I have a, a routine, it's more just a specific things that I do. You know, when I think of routine, I think of things in a particular order. So I will share that none of these typically occur in the same particular order. And I don't know that it's necessary to being a mom of three, (laughs) everything in life varies and no day ever looks the same. Um, You know, I never know when one of the kids might wake up early and interrupt that routine. But, you know, that all said, my ideal way to start the day, you know, it used to be hopping out of bed and, you know, checking email and taking care of everything else and truly now it's taking care of me first. So that might be some deep breathing, gratitude. You know, when I put my feet on the floor, each foot that touches the ground, I say thank and you. So I'm just thankful that my feet are hitting the ground. Um, you know, I'm setting intentions. I, I have a mantra that I read on a card and I repeat it at morning and, and nighttime. And sometimes just some positive affirmations, you know, going through those things in the morning before moving into the day, before approaching my children or taking care of anybody else or anything else has been so incredibly beneficial for me. And of course, coffee is definitely part of my morning routine, but now it's only after I've rehydrated with water, which was not easy to get used to. Yeah, I bet that... That's really interesting to hear because I think so many people and myself included to some extent, you know, are so used to the whole alarm goes off, you hit snooze until the last time possible. And then it's, <laughs> you know that if you don't get up with this <laughs> last waking alarm that you're never going to get where you need to go in time. So you kind of start the day already from a position of lack, you're lacking time, um, you're already behind. And then there's like, I think what really stood out to me when you were talking then is you said intention. And I'm like, that I try, I practice intention in so many ways, but it is probably the last word I would use to describe my morning. It is not, I'm, there's nothing intentional. It is like you know, <laughs> panic Chaos. mode. And yeah, and I think a lot of people, especially people that are juggling getting kids to school, getting out the door for work, you know, things like that. It's, 
a lot of that just runs on autopilot and you kind of pause for a breath when you sit down at your desk or when you get in the the door at work or as the kids slam the door at school drop off you're like (gasps) okay right (laughs) I can stop holding my breath and I start my day now um so the fact that there's all this stuff that that goes on um, mentally for you as your feet are even hitting the ground that's like that's quite insightful I think and how I mean how did you get to to this point was this something that you knew when he said you need to start taking time for yourself that you thought I'll start with my morning routine or is this just something that developed as part of the process? That really developed over time. Um, I think once I, when I was taking some courses in emotional intelligence, uh, that's when more of that morning routine and setting intention came up. And, you know, I think it's important to share here also and just take a minute and pause that this isn't every day. Not every day is, you know, intentions and gratitude. (laughs) Um, I I do try to have it every day, but I think, you know, everything in moderation, right? And not getting down on ourselves and and catching ourselves and, and rerouting when that does happen. But, um, you know, even, even this morning, for example, I was laying in bed before I, you know, when I woke up and I, I am guilty of doing the snooze many times. <laughs> um, that's something I'm trying to, to fix in 2020. But it, the, the past couple of mornings had been a bit jumbled around here, getting the kids ready for school, a bit chaotic. And, um, and, and I made sure, though, I, I thought to myself, I thought through what the morning was going to be, and I literally played it out in my head. And I made it calm and beautiful and we had music playing and the kids were happy. And the amazing thing that happens is when you do that, your time that you've pictured will tend to go that way because your mind will steer it that way. So things that may have bothered you before are not going to as much. Um, And this morning was so much better (laughs) of a morning than the past couple. So, you know, sometimes it's just reminding, it's doing fun experiments like that to see what will happen. So I would challenge you, you know, to do that and and try to set that that more calm intention. And then also the intention of, I I think you are spot on with what you said about we're we're so harried in the morning and it's just kind of routinized um, that we don't breathe until that morning routine is over. And think about, I mean, as a mom, I like to think about what in that moment might I be missing, right? Sometimes there's beautiful moments in the spilled milk or (laughs) whatever it is, the conversation at the table, you know, even if it is kids bouncing basketballs all over the place and running around, you know, getting themselves dressed at the same time, which is sometimes Mm -hmm. what it looks like here, you know, just taking that in and and being able to, to find joy in those moments is so important. So would you say that that, you know, that first hour or that first couple of hours, if you're intentional about not just what you're doing, but how you're receiving things and that you're present and that you've, you know, started your day with some level of gratitude, do you feel like that then has a flow on effect? Does that set you up right for the rest of the day? It really does. Um, it definitely does for me. Even like I was just just saying, like things that may have bothered you before, or I find for myself, I kind of let them roll off my back 
because I, I'm not as reactive, right? So I'll give you an example. So around here, <laughs> right outside the Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. area, we have a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic. And, you know, everyone's in a hurry and everyone seems to be having to get somewhere before I do, right? <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. But when everyone's moving that way, doesn't really work so well. So, you know, you may sit in traffic and start to get super frustrated and, you know, someone might cut you off and you're angry and then your coffee spills or, you know, whatever it is. And we have these things like, you know, and then you stub your toe and stubbing your toe might not have mattered, but because you sat in traffic and spilled your coffee and someone cut you off by the time you stub your toe, it's like, the worst thing ever, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> You're so yeah. angry. But if you have started your day off with more of this positive intention, what I find is that most of the time that stuff not only doesn't bother me, but I actually will find myself if it includes another person, you know, if it's an interaction or if someone says something unfavorable to me or cuts me off, I'm actually able to have just a different perspective in, in just a snap moment, I can have this different perspective, you know, and instead of thinking, Oh, I can't believe he cut me off. You know, how rude, you know, I might just think, gosh, that man's really in a rush. I hope everything's okay. Or, you know, gosh, I hope his day gets better. He seems really angry. You know, if someone cuts in front of you at the the grocery store or, whatever it may be. And, and that truly starts with that morning intention and, and not just morning, but I think that it's checking in with ourselves while morning is important because it sets the tone, checking in with ourselves um, and just recalibrating throughout the day. Because a lot of times we can lose that, right? It's almost like yoga and you slip out of posture (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. and you want to just take a check with yourself and think, okay, how am I doing? You know, if, if something happens and you do have a reaction, okay, what can I do to to change back and, and shift that perspective back to that positive intention that I set this morning? Do you feel like it's like working a muscle that, you know, maybe initially if you're trying to be a bit more intentional and, you know, listen to your body, how it feels, you know, areas of tension, if you're angry, if you're reactive, you know, I'm guessing initially that you probably almost have to write post-it notes and stick them around saying, check in with yourself. <laughs> Don't forget to check in with yourself. Put a reminder on your phone. How are you feeling right now? But do you feel like it's a muscle that once you start building up and using more often, it gets stronger and you start doing that naturally? 100%. And I'm so glad you asked that because one of the things that I always point out to to people as I'm sharing this information is that it is a journey and it is it does take practice just like anything else right and so I love how you said is it like a muscle it is and I, what you just said is how I started um, I had I set alarms on my phone um, and you know one of them at early in the morning said you know set intention maybe an hour later it was what are you grateful for? Um, as soon as, you know, I had a time in my mind when things usually get a little hectic around the house and I had an alarm go off, um, that just said, change your perspective. So I had these different alarms, truly, (laughs) figuratively Mm -hmm. and literally to remind me to check in. And then as time went by, 
I didn't need them anymore. Um, and now it's just, you know, a, a way of, of living. I also really love that. And I wasn't sure what you were going to say today, but I'm really excited that you didn't give me like a two hour routine <laughs> to do getting out of bed. Cause I'm sure a lot of people would have expected like, Oh, here we go. Start your day. Right. This is going to be like, right. Set your alarm for four fifteen and get up and run <laughs> for five kilometers and then come home and meditate for 60 minutes. And then, you know, like, and I'm sure some people do that and that's phenomenal. I am not the story I tell myself and I am aware it's a story is that I'm not a great morning person. And so I will try stuff and I will I will push myself this year. I am trying to set an alarm half an hour earlier um, just so that there's more space in my morning. But I, I feel like some people just have that ability. There is one of our followers, and I know she will be listening to this, who gets up at something like I think it's 4.14 a.m., and goes for a walk. She lives on a farm. She does all, she does her journaling. She does all of this in the morning. And that is brilliant. And that she makes that work for her. I can't, I can't even fathom that. Um, But I love that what you have told us about just setting an intention, even just, you know, thinking or saying the words, thank you, as you put your feet on the ground. These are not, these are micro changes. This is not add an extra hour to your morning. This is just like take 30 seconds as you're moving from your bed to a standing position to be present, to be intentional, yes. to be grateful. I love that. That's so, that's such an easy first step. And then, you know what, if people move into that and want to add moving their bodies, doing a yoga routine, whatever, you know, they can go for that. But this is yes. this is changing the tone without radically changing um, our, our mornings and our lifestyle, but it could change the flow on effect. So I love that it's really not, e- I don't want to say easy because I don't want to downplay it, but that it's not, it, it won't have a huge impact on us time-wise. It, I guess it takes that initial barrier away to even trying. If you have to set your alarm one minute earlier to do this, that's that's doable. Yes. Yes. And that's kind of how I came to this when you were asking me, you know, was this one of the first things I did was I actually tried to make a massive morning routine shift where I did get up, you know, an hour and a half before my kids and um, my story as well, be it a story (laughs) that I am not a morning person either. I love my morning, but I don't love to get up extra early. That's one of the other things is I give myself eight hours of sleep. And when you're getting kids to bed at night and you want to read a book before bed, you know, it gets to be 10 o'clock. So (laughs) there's not much time that I can get up earlier before my kids. But backing up, I, I did try that. And I felt so defeated when I wasn't sticking with it. Um, that that's when I thought, well, I don't have to do all of this. You know, what if I just do some of it um, or just pick one thing? And, and so that's what I'll tell people is pick one thing, see what sticks, see what works for you. And sure, there are mornings when I do have more time that I might do, you know, even a 10 minute stretching or yoga. I think anytime you can do that or meditation, um, those are all amazing. But I don't believe that you have to do that in order to set the intentions right for the day. 
And so can you notice now the consequences or the fallout for you or for the people around you if you neglect these practices? If you just, if you're running late, you've hit snooze too many times and you just jump out of bed (laughs) and get cracking, is there a noticeable difference? (laughs) Yeah. And it starts right away in the morning. I notice, um, you know, that I'm have a shorter fuse with my kids. Um, mornings can be hectic, right? Everyone's got to be somewhere at a a particular time. Um, I have less patience and, you know, I, I have found, and the reason why I like to check in during the day is that, you know, the other two things that I really, um, have made lifestyle changes on other than, than sleep and intention mindset is the foods that I eat and exercising. Um, even just minimally, right? Just getting up and moving. And I find that when I don't have this in the morning or I don't allow myself the time to check in, it can even affect the choices that I'll make for food. Um, you know, I'll, I'll grab something not as healthy because <laughs> I'm not in a healthy mindset and I haven't set a healthy intention for the day um, or, you know, not exercise, do things like that. And and then again, like those um you know, run-ins that I mentioned a minute ago, those interactions with others, it definitely affects perspective. Um, I might not be as understanding and things like that. So, you know, I, I like to think that I'm definitely in better alignment these days uh, than I used to be and that I can quickly recognize and kind of course correct when things do go, you know, off <laughs> off of center there. Um, and I have some of those, those fallouts, uh, because I think that's natural. It's, it's going to happen. We're human and things are going to set us off and, you know, you might get a a nasty email or whatever it is throughout the day, a phone call, you know, your schedule. One of the things, especially being a work at home mom is I'm the one that if a kid is sick, I get the phone call. I have to go pick them up. Right. I have to, I can't lose my mind over that and mm. and let that rattle my day. Things are going to shift. Um, and so you have to, you know, be able to course correct and and get back to that that good posture. I'm really curious, when you talk about setting your intention for the day, do you is it just something mental that you say to yourself like a thought or a um something you repeat in your mind? Do you ever write it down anywhere or is it more of a a mantra or a thought that you carry rather than something physical you've kind of uh, written down? That's a great question. So I do have um, a quote or mantra that I, I have taped to my bathroom mirror that I read every morning and night. But as far as just setting an intention, what I find works for me um, is going through my day in my mind and setting the intention of how each of those things are going to look, how they are actually going to occur, um, and to remind myself that to be present and to find joy in each of these activities that I may have going on during the day, meetings, proposals, speaking engagements, whatever they are, um, because we know from science of, you know, how the brain works from neuroscience that, you know, uh, Olympic athletes do this all the time, right? They, they picture mm. over and over, they set the intention of what that swim is going to look like or what their routine is going to look like. Uh, and when they go out and perform, they're more likely 
to do exactly what they've played out in their mind because the mind doesn't know if you're just imagining it or if you're actually performing it. So my morning intention is more so I do set a particular, you know, intention of joy and gratitude. Um, but it's painting that picture of how it's going to look and, and kind of running through an overview of my day. And then I guess I'm guessing with that, that's really portable, isn't it? It doesn't matter if you're on holidays with family or if you're staying in a hotel or if, um, you know, you're getting up at a different time to catch a plane or whatever. You can, you can take that little morning routine and playing your day out, even if you're not sure what's, what's ahead. You can take that with you with. You know, it's really tough if people's morning routine, you know, involves uh, bench pressing at the gym and then they <laughs> find themselves camping in Nepal and they don't have <laughs> a gym lovely. nearby to do that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, I feel like that could derail some people if they have a really set routine that requires other external inputs that when they're not available, things, you know, feel a bit scatty or um, out of kilter, where I guess you're your morning routine, uh, your setting intentions, your gratitude is all something that you can carry with you without carrying anything with you. So it doesn't really matter where you are. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, also I, January was a lot of travel for me and practices like these saved me truly. Um, Mm. I think I would have been physically, mentally exhausted traveling as much as I was, Um, And again, you know, it's practice, um, consistent practice in order to become more of a habit. Um, Because when we travel, certainly things are easier to slip out of habit, right? Exercise, our our food routine, we're just not in our our normal routine. So things are going to slip. So that's why I love that it's just me. It's just my mind. Um, and, and even if, you know, in the beginning, if somebody starts doing these things, let's say they do the alarms and then they get to, to a point they don't need the alarms anymore and they start traveling and, oh gosh, I, you know, they feel like they're slipping out of it. Go back and set the alarms. There's no, you know, nobody's judging how you're doing it. You know, you just want to get better at, at what you're doing. And um, so it's, it's really important to me that I have something that not change, you know, simply because of travel or where I may be or what time I may be waking up. So you've found a routine that works for you that really supports your lifestyle, supports your morning. How can people that are listening to this figure out what it is that might work for them? Yeah. So I would say taking these as suggestions um, and even if, you know, people will come to me and say, gosh, you know, I took all your suggestions and I tried them and I didn't really like this one or this one, but I found that, you know, meditating works for me or that stretching or whatever it is. I'm just grateful that I was able to lead them in a direction. Um, So trying one thing at a time, don't feel like you have to try all of the things. Uh, And I say that because as I shared, I I tried to do (laughs) a massive overhaul of my morning routine and it was massively unsuccessful and to be true to you right? Do, that's the whole point of this is connecting your mind and your body. So being true to you, it's going to look different for everybody. So, you know, going back to what we said about not being necessarily quote morning people, right? I, it doesn't mm-hmm. work for me to wake up 
hours before my kids because I need that sleep. So I don't put it in my practice. I still have many friends that tell me, you know, you should get up at five o'clock. You should get up at five, but it doesn't work for me. And it's not authentic to me. And it's, you know, it's, it's not intuitive to me. So it, you know, another one, it took me a while to get used to drinking that water before my coffee, but now it is becoming more of a habit slowly, but surely. So trying different things, practicing, being consistent and sticking with what works for you and giving yourself grace when things fall out or, or, or you have slip ups. Yeah, I think even just taking an attitude of kind of play and experimentation to it, that it's not, doesn't have to be a hard and fast system that you sit down and, um, you know, that's it. That's what you're sticking with for six months, like you said. But this idea of playing around, you know, exploring for a while and finding something that feels good. I know one thing that we have done in our mornings is I watch the news while I'm eating breakfast, but then it's off because I used to just stay on in the background Mm -hmm. repeating the same stories over and over for two hours. And it didn't, it wasn't a bad thing, but one morning I was just like, I don't want to hear any of that news again. (laughs) So I turned the TV (laughs) off and just put music on and the energy difference in my house, like my girls danced through brushing their teeth and getting their uniforms on rather than just like drudging around. And I was like, this is really like I actually took the time to notice that this is this changes. I the love mood. it. So now mornings we have music on and the kids pick songs and sometimes it might not be my taste for you know first thing in the morning, <laughs> but that's okay because it it does it. Everyone kind of dances their way out of the house and that works for us. But that and that was really kind of accidental. But it's this idea that there's no hard and fast rules. If you want to change your morning or change the tone of your day, just just give it a try. Um, yeah. play, have a see what works for you. And, uh, and if it's working, then, then try and stick to it. Um, that, I and I, mm. I applaud you for that. Um, because I think, it, and that you were in tune and noticed that the different, I mean, it is, it is an energy shift for sure. Um, and that's a change I made too. I used to have the news on the, in the background all day long while I worked and, you know, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's not a lot of stuff on the news I really want to see anymore. <laughs> I think it's, right, uh, right, and it yeah. you know it that's another thing. I mean, for a whole other topic, but what we are, you know, filling our senses with, um, mm. what we are consuming, not only you know physically, but through our ears, um, throughout the day, makes a a huge impact on on all of these things as well. So to kind of close the loop, then, Amy. Where are you at with your health? How has how has this? You had that that sliding doors moment where you decided to change <laughs> things, and a lot of that started with starting your day right. Where are you at now? Yeah, so you know it is still uh, a struggle um, health wise. I I still do suffer from what I would call chronic pain, chronic fatigue, uh, but it is much more manageable. Um, through the things that I have implemented myself, both through my mindset, work, um, you know, different habits with food, exercise, sleep, um, supplements, things like that. I 
you know, do have times when I have flare-ups that, you know, autoimmune issues, diseases, whatever people want to refer to them to, don't necessarily go away um, from what I understand uh, and my experience, but you can keep them at bay and and then sometimes have flare-ups. So, you know, I do have that, but it's much more easily managed and I know what to do when those things happen. Um, and I know, you know, when to listen to my body more. There are times when I may put down my work for a couple of days uh, and really rest and recharge and do massage or, um, you know, acupuncture, chiropractic, whatever it is um, that I know I need to rejuvenate my body and, and to keep myself on that healthy journey. So it, it's work. I mean, it's every day. It's work. It is taking, it's it's making conscious decisions every day. Um, but honestly, I, I'd rather have it this way because I know what it can be like to, to feel as awful as I was before making these changes. And I don't, I don't want that for anybody. Well, I think this has been very enlightening I think you've given us lots of little gems that we can take away and try and incorporate ideas for changing the tone of our morning and then the flow and effect to our day I am sure a lot of our listeners um, would love to connect with you or find out more about your story and um, what you're doing and follow you possibly on the socials can you let us know where we can find you if we want more Amy Benosi in our life (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. So my website, very simply, is my name, amybenosi.com, and that's A-M-Y-B-A-N-O-C-Y.com. And I love connecting on social. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram um, as Amy Benosi. And I also do have a community on Facebook that is filled with amazing women focused on positivity and abundance. So if that interests you, uh, that group is Ignite Your Passion Community with Amy Benosi. So I have so enjoyed this time with you. I'm, I'm so grateful for this. And I would love to hear from anyone who you know does implement any of the strategies I shared and, and how it works for you. I, I would love to hear that. Um, and I'm always wanting to come and, and share these messages of, of joy and abundance and positivity you know, with other organizations and podcasts out there. We will put all the links to Amy's website, all her socials and her Facebook group on the show notes on our website. So if you have missed any of those and you want to click on through to them, we'll make sure they're there for you in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time, Amy. It's been really enlightening and I wish you well on your journey with your health. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.